Pam, pam, pam. Okay. So, let's work. Uh, welcome to Dead IT Show, the best show in the universe. Uh, I'm, I'm t- today I'm just being uh, obnoxiously optimistic about some things. And depressed. And the reason... No, I'm not depressed today. It's Sunday. You... Uh, you got your fix of uh, Formula One. Nah. I got a little bit uh, of my sleep, so uh, beauty sleep goes a long way. And this is the reason why I'm motivated to talk about motivation. That was a convoluted way to say what you want to talk about. Yes. So okay. this episode is supposed to be about how to motivate yourself, but we are not going to go, to go into details about how to motivate yourself to climb the Everest or the other. Why not? Because we don't want to turn into those guys who uh, are holding motivation speeches, uh, defining visions, goals, and uh, eating low carb, uh, high starch. Before diet. low carb, <laughs> I had a metaphor. Where are you going with this? When you when you said low carb, yeah, I'm going. Go, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, get you out of the out of here when you mention the avocado. So uh, this is the. <laughs> So I had a, uh, I have to a confession to make before we roll the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, I had uh, a lecture yesterday, and I needed to explain to uh, our younger students uh, what do I mean when people are making uh, statements that are way 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 over the head, and then I was mentioning avocado eating people, uh-huh, okay. and suddenly I realized that some people may become offended by that. Okay. And, and then I realized that I don't care. So <laughs> now let's roll the intro on that and let's get motivated. What are we getting motivated for? For one thing, what I want to start is uh, the thing that I keep on repeating to people. I cannot make you learn. I can motivate you to start learning. Okay. And I cannot motivate you to finish learning. I can just motivate you to start. And this is one of those things that are so incomprehensible to young people for some reason or the other. And they were incomprehensible, incomprehensible, incomprehensible to me when I was younger. So I think we should be try to, uh, trying to explain to people what is the biggest problem with motivation and how to motivate yourself. Are to we do, talking about IT or something else? We are basically trying to explain what motivates us for some things. Uh, why are we as uh, people who are two-thirds there uh, starting, about po- yourself? starting podcast? You are two-thirds there, but it, it depends on how you plan to uh, spend your last third of the life. So... Uh, <laughs> That's motivation. Thank you for that incredible vote. Mo- yes, that's vote of confidence. That's what yes. But what I want to say, what I want to say is that that uh, what we need to uh, try to establish is how to motivate yourself to do something that is completely outside of what you would normally do. Comfort zone. Yes. No, not only comfort zone. Uh, for example, neither you or I were had any idea that we are going to do a podcast or be on YouTube. Okay. And then we decided to do it. Yes. And for some reason, it doesn't. It is. It isn't going uh, too uh, too bad. And this is one of those things. That's one of his optimistic statements, by the way. Yes, because I want to say is that uh, my main motivation for talking about motivation is to try to explain what I had to. I had a small uh, discussion with the students uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was trying to explain to them that some of the things that we do mm-hmm. are motivated by trying to do things, mm-hmm. some things that we do are motivated by money, mm-hmm. and some things that we do are just motivated by pure uh, excitement and uh, curiosity of seeing, can you do this thing? For example, when I was, I was just going to give you two examples. Uh, I finished my, uh, 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 my driving lessons for the motorbike, mm-hmm. and my initial plan was to go and have the driving lessons for the... I was planning on driving a scooter. The scooter was supposed to be the bigger one. So there are three classes of, of uh, motorbike licenses you can get. Mm-hmm. 
And then suddenly I found out, found myself uh, learning for the biggest, so unlimited uh, driving license. And the reason is was just curiosity. Mm-hmm. I never planned on uh, driving a big bike. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see, okay, now that I can do it, why not try it? So this was some sort of a motivation because I started when I came into the uh, driving school. The idea was to just get the license and get it over with. Can I do something that you did to me uh, like st- seven or eight or ten episodes ago when we were talking about uh, Apple's mobile lineup? Okay. At the beginning of the episode, you said the uh, the lowest spec M1, we're done. Can yes. I do that? Yes. And I, I can offer the conclusion to our discussion, then we can disseminate that into many different pieces because I think you're going to like this. So let's do a short. Yeah, no, 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 that's not going to be a short. Sorry. What you're describing in, uh, um, in motivational theory is called flow theory. This is what both you and I know uh, very intimately and very well, but don't know the name of it, perhaps. Uh, okay. Doesn't really matter. The idea of the flow theory is uh, that you get yourself to a state where you're just motivated to do something, completely mute the time and just do it. That's how we started in IT, both of us. We were very interested in something, let's say computers. Then when we got to our first college, uh, we were very interested in, for example, Unix and Linux. And then we spent in different means and different guises hundreds and thousands of hours learning about that without even noticing that hundreds or thousands of hours have passed. Yes. That's our basic way of learning. At the same time, that's exactly the opposite to what most young people nowadays do. But I think that the biggest... Let's go, next episode. No, but I'm not completely on your side with this. Of course you're not. Because what you said is the result of motivation. So (laughs) when you are able to motivate yourself to do to spend thousands of hours doing something, you are already... Our motivator was curiosity. Yes, Always okay. has been and in that, that's everything better. else will that, be. That, that's better. Yeah, but that's the end result. Yes, but the end result was doing something and be becoming uh, great at it. But the idea is to try to explain it what It was not to started. get great at it. No, no, no. The idea is to, uh, get, uh, to as I said, you, I cannot motivate you to finish the job. Mm-hmm. I can motivate you to start the job. So the idea is to try to explain what motivated us to start. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Which is called intrinsic motivation. Yes, okay. And uh, now money, sometimes. That's mostly uh, like uh, you have in- intrinsic motivation and extrinsic, like internally external. That's one of the strongest external motivators. It's a good one. I mean, no, no. I'm just thinking about what happened. Is who died that you became a behavioral psychologist? But then, I like reading about these things. Ah, so you're dabbling in psychology? Okay. Yes, as you as you know, and we yeah, had yeah. many discussions <laughs> about. It. But no, actually, that's no, a no, very... no, no. I'm mean, just now. This is my surprise face. No, yeah, okay. okay. A fake one, by the way. Uh, actually, that's a very good point. And uh, because that uh, enables, let's say, I'm going to explain something about myself. Maybe you're going to find something to talk about uh, on the topic as well. Because of the nature of the work that we do, uh, because we do work with students, with young people mostly, and there are people who are more, let's say, mature, for the f- sometimes even 40 years old, depending on, on the group. Uh, our job is not only to, uh, I don't know if it's a Linux course and your topic is regex, it's not only about knowing the regexes and show 50 examples and do extended and regular, you know, simple regexes and whatnot. Our job is much more subtle than that. And with time, it has become even more subtle. Because in the past, I remember how I used to do this 15, 15 years ago, when, close to 20 years ago when I started with Red Hat classes, for example. I was just able to go through the course material, give the people the information that they needed. They would just go away, you know, crunch the, the regexes as an example in their heads, come back after the coffee break or a longer break, and then start cracking on the labs. This is not so anymore. And you, uh, our work involves a hell of a lot more small bits and pieces of information, managing the students in a different way, trying to motivate them, etc. We didn't used to have to do that in this way. That's the first thing. Because of that thing, 
now I'm talking about myself. I became very interested in some of the behavior, psychology, sociology, some uh, humanistic stuff, which I'm really not in tune for. I'm not meant for that by any means. Uh, I can I can attest to that. No, you can't. <laughs> yes, I can attest to yeah. that. Okay, Be- but, based um, on pre- uh, previous experience. Yeah, and he calls me a good boss, by the way. Um, <laughs> being a good boss means that you are able to motivate people around you. Yes, but the way you motivate people around you is, mm, can be called controversial sometimes. Of course, and uh, it's one of those Always. things. And this is the reason why I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about motivation. Yeah, actually, I just wanted to explain to you what brought me to this. Um, situation in which I'm talking about some principles of basically behavioral psychology because I like reading about these these things and this has been happening to me for many many years now it's not a new phenomenon phenomenon okay you want to go away it's called curiosity okay it's it's a good it is it is because it's it's a good thing I'm curious about the things that uh, can help me by extension sometimes you as well because we do similar things get better at our job that's that's what motivates me now because both you and i we don't have as much uh, time as we used to have because of other obligations and family and whatnot so the flow theory theorem that we were discussing previously we cannot spend infinite amount of time doing something anymore it's very difficult to find uh, the space and the time for that uh, because we are quite busy as well so for me it's about trying to maintain the levels and then uh, if i can whatever the information is there is it on the humanistic side of the sciences is on the technology on it on cloud or storage whatever it is i'm all for it i want to read about it i want to know it and you know that uh, i am more than inclined to uh be completely random on about, about the stuff that they uh watch read on, on twitter <laughs> no read on twitter or watch on youtube but yeah. at the same time that i i tend to then reuse this information and try to uh, understand the motivation same. and the results and this is one of those things because uh for example let's talk about npc characters in uh on twitter okay. or on twitch he's a special that's his specialty no i'm going to go uh, talk about uh, npc characters you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. and uh, people are either making fun of them or not understanding them. Okay. And what I wanted to say about those things is that I'm not uh, puzzled by them at all. Their main motivation is money. This money comes in huge amounts because uh, people who are uh, prepared to do this are right now few and far between. Okay. And. I completely understand the motivation behind this. And I understand why the NPC characters uh, exist. I understand what is the idea behind it. And what I want to say is that I'm more or less in awe of those people because they're completely capable of uh, switching to a persona that is, I wouldn't call it stupid, but that is so simplistic that nobody understands what the uh, Let's what say it below is. their possible intellectual level. Way below their possible level. I don't care. Level. Below. But I think enough. that this is the intellectual level of somebody who is able to res- uh, resume a persona of, of somebody who he uh, really is. And so it requires a lot of intelligence. Because you need to be... People character- used to call that acting, by the way. Yes. So you need a lot of intelligence to be able to do a good, be a good actor. And you need to have a method and so on and so on. But the idea is that once they are motivated to do this, they're good. And they also require some uh, practice. They require some uh, thinking about what they're going to do. And in the, end, uh, the, the end result is that they're, they're making an enormous amount of money. Mm-hmm. It may look stupid. As, I'm, I'm as sorry to say, to me it does. Yes, but it may Subjective. look stupid because the uh, process itself and the idea of giving money to somebody to just uh, reiterate uh, the same uh, action again and again is... Eat virtual fruit and stuff. Yes, it's the same as with uh, all different things that people are uh, paying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, gambling, mm-hmm. you could call it stupid. It's an addiction. It is. Yes, I but can. you can call it stupid, but some people are paying for it. Yeah. And some people are good at making other people pay for it. I used to be one of those people, by the way. Porn, mm-hmm. the same thing. Same thing, thing. yeah. Uh, OnlyFans. Same thing. Uh, Twitch streams for gamers. So basically... Too much uh, YouTube, whatever. Yes, too much YouTube, but uh, you can always overdo uh, anything that 
is even remotely good for you and then make it bad. What I want to find out is how people who are behind it are motivated. How do they deal with the consequence of being considered stupid on the internet? Because nobody is going to say this is an intelligent person. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, ah, why are they humiliating themselves? Mm -hmm. Okay, the reason is usually six to ten thousand dollars per stream. So you can call you can call it a good motivation. But a lot of people don't understand what it actually means. What it actually means to be an NPC Twitch streamer. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those one of those things which when you go behind it, you suddenly realized that you may like it, you may not like it, but uh, it has a whole thing around it and it makes sense or it doesn't make sense uh, to do it, but some people get motivated by it mm -hmm. and they motivate other people to spend money on it. That's all good. Can I just interject with something? Yes, but I want to go, go to the previous, the previous thing that you okay. uh, explained. Just, I, I just want to explain something that I just said. Yes. Just to keep uh, to put it at rest and we don't have to discuss it anymore or you can if you want to hammer uh, you know my head down the sand pound it a little bit more the reason why uh, said again subjective that i find this to the the mpc thing to be stupid is ob obviously primarily because the intellectual reason which i already described but it's a large logic that I think both you and I have in life. You're just much more tolerant towards it, which is your, uh, which is I think your net positive side, unlike me, because it uh, I kind of exclude myself from that. And then there are certain experiences that I don't get there. But uh, here is the point: the reason why I say that that, that is stupid is because. As always, and as I said many, many times to you, and I think I said it in one of the podcast episodes as well, very recently, um, people choose their profession uh, and the things that they do in accordance to a very simple equation, get the most out of investing the least. That is in our DNA, okay? For a vast majority of the people, we're talking Gauss now, okay? And for me, uh, I think that that is... Uh, less than enough challenging for people who want to work like both you and me uh, and always when I think about these sort, sorts of topics I remember uh, the the famous John Kennedy speech about going to the moon you know he said we choose to go to the moon and do these things not because they're easy but because they're hard I'm much more into let's do the hard stuff so that we can get greater rewards and therefore get if you want to call, look at it from the human perspective as well, get more pleasure out of it. Okay, but you are right now more or less uh, saying two different things. People are not doing the things that is as simple as they can do it uh, for the greatest reward. People usually tend to, uh, to find uh, a job that is going to be at least a little bit rewarding on the fun, stuff, fun part. For example, a person who is good with cars and who wants to mess with cars is going to try to be a mechanic. And then if they are really good at it, they're going to actually make a lot of money. And this is one of those things with, where I'm completely uh, agnostic towards what a person is doing. Okay. He, can be, he can be a car specialist, he can be an or IT she. specialist or she. He can be, uh, or they, they can be, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Yeah. whatever. There is a person on the internet, on YouTube, who makes um, uh, a five-digit uh, five uh, uh, tables with five-digit prices out of old wood. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is something that I would never do because I'm not that good in uh, doing, uh, dealing with wood. But he does it. He likes it. And he created a job out of it. But I think that one of those things that you need to need to also take into account is that people, when they are dealing with other people, see if you are doing your job with some sort of motivation mm -hmm. and some sort of soul. Because usually we are dealing with the soul. The idea is that uh, you, you got your soul into the job. This means that you look motivated. You look like somebody who can actually dis uh, display some sort of Not emotion towards what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then people get hooked on uh, dealing with you. I would say that I think that at least in our lives, I'm not saying this as a general rule, 
okay? Because things now are different to when we were in college and when we started doing our first jobs. Yes. They are completely the opposite, which is why I want to say this. The precursory to getting yourself employed is not, at least in our case, not it's not, wasn't, the, the thought process that involved how fun, how uh, I want to get this and that out of that. We, for us, we were already very, very focused on certain things prior to getting to the jobs. And this is what's fundamentally different today. Mostly people are not already very heavily in, I'm just talking statistics. Okay, vast majority of the people are not that way today. I, th I think it's to the detriment of them, but- But I think this I, is I'm one of those things that happens to people who are motivated. No, I think it's not. No, it's no, no, just no. it's just the economy of scale. Uh, life now is way easier than it what it used to be, and that's the result of that. Okay, People have much more choices, and that's not necessarily good. And I can give you a metaphor for this that perfectly explains this in my life. So I'm going to be super self-deprecating now. If I didn't have as many guitars and as many synthesizers at home as I do, I would have finished my first album ten years ago. That's normal. No, that's for, for me, and I'm talking about myself now, that's being stupid. Yes, but your motivation was not to finish the album. Your motivation nope, was to play. you're no, wrong. No, your motivation was to play. No, you my motivation to, was to, uh, to do it as well as possible. As well as possible. So basically what you wanted to do is you wanted to play. Yes. You wanted to uh, uh, try I wanted to float every flow you, theory you again. Want, you, want, you wanted to uh, try different things, different guitars, different sounds, uh, different ways of doing things, and this is normal. Because your first motivation wasn't the album. Your first motivation was doing the job as good as possible. And then when you come to a point when you are happy with yourself, then create an album. And again, when I go back all the way to the beginning, when I just had one synthesizer fresh out of secondary musical school, my dad bought me a really, really expensive and awesome synthesizer. Back then, I was way more productive at it. I could have pumped out a couple of songs a day, record them, no problem. Today... Yes, it but becomes... you, wanted, you wanted to be uh, as proficient as possible before you do an album. Yeah, and that's this... why I went to primary and secondary musical school. My point exactly. Yes, but then you were not happy with yourself. And this is one of those things because you got motivated to do better. That's good. And yeah, then, yeah, that's intrinsic. And then to, you needed, but that's intrinsic to you and me both. And then you need... But it's, it's the same as with every people. It's every not. Person. It's not. Uh, the biggest problem people have is doing some things, uh, something for, uh, for the first time. Because they're never going Out to finish Out of fear of failure. It may be fear of failure, but it could also be that they think that what they did is not uh, the best that they can do. So they don't think that they're going to fail. They think that they didn't do the good job, so they should be retrying it at infinitum. Basically, uh, head wall. Uh, when you were uh, writing your first texts, mm -hmm. were you happy with those and uh, just send them to the editor and said, okay, this is, this is it? Uh, yes and no. Mostly no, of course. And this, this is this is the thing. You need to realize when to stop, when the thing is done enough for the people who are going to consume consume, you're consume doing. your yes, of uh, results. So this is one of those things that you learn. Mm -hmm. But your motivation is not creating the text. Your motivation is creating the text that is this is the best that you can do. And this is one of those things that is just intrinsic to everybody when, when they do it the first time. The problem is that after uh, 100 repetitions, 200 repetitions, a couple of tens of gigabytes, uh, no, megabytes of text, because we are talking megabytes usually, because mm -hmm. we are pe person, people, uh, you tend to understand when enough is enough. You tend to be able to okay say, okay, this is finished, I'm going to just send it. And this is one of those things that you learn. My problem with, with your theory is that uh, although I'm not a cynic and I'm not a nihilist at all, you put way too much trust in people and you have way too many faith in, in the ability of people to do the job and basically to enact change in their life. We are doing either the job or something that they want to do or whatnot, which is not what happens. No, I have another problem. Which is? Uh, I have faith that some people are going to be able to do it. Me too. And then but, I have, but also I have this uh, character flaw that those people who are unable to do it, I just completely ignore them. 
And that's not a character flow. That's uh, with years. I think that's wisdom. I, I agree. I understand what you, what you this, want to say on an absolute scale. That might be a or you could side. call it you could call it nihilism or cynicism. No, it's not. Uh, and this is one of those things that happens when you realize that you cannot help all the people. Exactly correct, because that is the, uh, actually why we're on the topic uh, topic of that, and while you mentioned the behavioral psychology, do you know why you, people do that? Why people? Uh, let go of people other people because they realize that that cannot they cannot help everybody you know what's that fun what the function of that is or what is that the function of believe it or not it's a function of ego okay yes okay you know because you have to understand with with again with years comes wisdom whatnot you just cannot help everybody you need to select a group of your you know your crew who you want to you know base your life around you want to help you want to you know share experiences with and whatnot which is one of the most difficult things to go through as you are getting uh, into more adulthood let's say in a way as that gets you motivated towards quality okay but it also motivates me to find people who are, are like uh, uh, and at, doing doing at, at doing what i'm right now interested in that's, so, for example, yeah. in my life, in my life, I have a few different but, things but, that to do. But exactly my point: it took you two decades to get to that level. Okay, it took me probably a decade because I started doing this a decade ago. I understood that no, uh, but you had a decade of learning before. Yes. That okay. Well. Okay. But that's uh, exactly but it, my point. And the other thing is that uh, as soon as you realize that people basically don't talk, uh, don't think about you, and don't know who you are, correct? Unless you are just in their face with your work. Yes. You're uh, just liberated by that. Uh, not only you're liberated, but you also uh, tend to motivate yourself in a different way. And this is one of those good yes, things. Yes, it's exactly that. Very positive thing but because it liberates you to become better and better and better without hesitation. Yes, but you are now pulling me into a tension that I don't want to be in. I want to. Why tell, not? Uh, because I want to make another point. Go ahead. I want to ask you how... First, how do we deal with stuff that you don't want to do? Um, are you asking this because you want to know or you know that I'm kind of good at that? Kind of. Mm, I need to be, know. No, no, no. I know that you are good at this. No, I'm but kind I of it also and know, But it. I also know that your method of uh, ma making yourself do stuff that you don't want to do could be considered old-fashioned yes or conservative yes and i want to just get it out because i want okay. to i want to spell it out for people who don't understand what it is because it needs to be said yeah okay. uh, for me if i don't want to do something i'm going to try to find any way possible yeah. no, no not the excuses any way possible to, to avoid the job yes because as much as possible because i'm not going to avoid the stuff that i have to do for example paying taxes mm -hmm. um, i hate it but there is no avoiding it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it. But if there is a job that I can avoid, and if I can see a pers uh, okay, a promille of uh, possibility that I'm going, I'm going to, uh, I can avoid it, I'm going to do whatever is possible to avoid it. Exactly why I said, because people want to do as less as possible and get as much as possible. So you being not people, but robot, no, let's, no, no, no. let's talk about your, your yeah. idea. My, my intrinsic drive to do this is based on my uh, the way in which I was, I was brought up and i'm not talking about uh, the post post college years i'm talking about before that um, as you very well know i was very much into sports i did 10 years of gymnastics i did five years of tennis i went to primary secondary musical school and that kind of instills a different sort of both psychology into you if you want to be good at it of course and it also instills a different kind of what I find uh, the word and the thing that is uh, so so seriously lacking today, which is um, how how should I call this discipline? I was um, the the trainers that I had, the teachers that I had, were able to discipline me to focus me in the right direction of whatever the topic was. Was it gymnastics? Was it tennis? Was it uh, music. Uh, it took me many, many years to understand that, and I'm super appreciative of that. As a result of that, when I got to college, first thing that happened to me was I fell off a cliff because I was bored. Then I signed into a diff uh, another college, which I 
went all the way through and almost finished. The only thing in my life that I didn't. Then I returned to the original college and just went through it. Now, here is the, here is the answer to your question. This is a description of, of uh, my method. In, in that complete timeline, which lasted up after secondary school, which lasted for seven and a half years, I went from being at the top to going to the bottom to returning to something which was way below top. But what I learned is um, because of the way in which our college works, you just have to be able to consume enormous amount of pages, enormous amount of information, formulas, this and that. There is There was no other way. I'm sure you remember that. That actually, as, a, as an algorithm, led me to the algorithm today, which is as follows. Do the hard stuff first. Whatever you don't want to do, do that first. That's what I do. And it's the only way that, and I'm not saying that this is a universal answer to a question because it's not, that this doesn't work for everybody. I'm, I'm well aware of that, but it works for me because otherwise I become the person that you described without naming you, because that, I'm not saying that that's you, the person who constantly delays everything up to the last second. No, no, that, that's another thing. That's another thing. That's a character flaw that I have, but this is not... This we are is not, not talking. I'm not no, talking about you. No, 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 but you. I'm talking about myself. I don't have a problem with this. Your problem I, is just the unawareness of time. That's it. Okay, but the other, the other thing is that your problem is that you need to learn much more uh, psychology before you, we can talk about this. But we are going to get to this. I love being condescended <laughs> to. Please explain, yes. Professor. Please explain. No, I no, want to no, learn. No, 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 I'm just going to say uh, what I do if I need to actually motivate myself to do something that I, I wouldn't say dislike, but I have no idea where to start from. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you cannot do the hardest thing first because you don't know what the hardest thing is. So you have, a, you have a goal. The goal is hazy. Mm -hmm. You want to learn, for example, you want to learn Rust. Mm -hmm. uh, you know nothing about programming. You know, don't know anything about how C Rust, look, how, how Rust, Rust okay. even looks like. You have some faint idea of what you're going to do. Uh, okay, both you and me uh, had to have some programming uh, skills instilled into, into us. A lot of them, but yes. Yes, but... I'm, I'm talking to about some because okay. if you, somebody asked you to do uh, an application right now is in I don't know C plus you wouldn't be able to no. do it. It, but, it would take me a couple of days yes, to remember. But it the would syntax. take you yes. a couple of days for, for a normal person who doesn't have any background. It would take up a couple of years probably or a couple of months. Yeah, but and, again, and, practical yes. experience. Yeah. So if I want to learn something new and I'm not interested in learning it, mm -hmm. the only thing that I can do. To motivate myself is to completely uh, envelop me and uh, envelop myself in the in the same thing. So, for example, I would subscribe to pod podcast about Rust. I would I would just uh, start uh, reading the Rust magazines, but not about how to do a particular thing. Just try to get accustomed to what is happening, and through listening and learning about different things in in in, in this example Rust, I would just say okay. What are the things that are uh, mentioned the most? And then I would realize what of, uh, what the things are that I know about and what are the things that I don't know about. And then my curiosity would kick in mm -hmm. because I want to know. You have to build up your curiosity towards the topic. Yes. And then I need my curiosity to be able to build up the logical uh, structure that requires me to learn something. Thank you for admitting, uh, admitting in the open that you are a child. Yes. I, I love that. Yes, and I'm not saying no, that no, 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 in no, any no. derogatory I'm, fashion. I love that because I'm exactly the same. And I, but I want to be a child. Yes, of course. Because uh, that's the being, only way being, in which you can start learning. This is the one thing, and the other thing is that uh, being able to uh, think about outside of the box is uh, one of the things that the ch uh, a child can have. Uh, when you learn to become structured in any uh, whatever, in any job, whatever, mm -hmm. you suddenly become a person who is uh, going to commit himself to doing something uh, that may be, may be okay, mm -hmm. but also may not be something that is optimized. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe a thing that, um, uh, maybe a thing that is, uh, it's basically procedures that you do to go through towards a goal. And then suddenly you realize that there are different ways of doing it. I'll give you an example. Algorithm, yet again. Yes. So 
today I learned that uh, chemists, when they need to do uh, integral calculus, mm-hmm. are not using mathematics. Okay. So when they want to create, uh, uh, they want to calculate what is the surface under uh, under a curve. Mm-hmm. What they do is they integration of the first order. Integration the first of, of the yeah. first order. Yeah. The normal reaction from you and me would be to try to break this down into a function, do the integration, that would be it. Yeah, which is usually simple enough. You know what the simplest uh, way of doing this is? It is. Okay. You take the paper, mm-hmm. you write, uh, you sketch the function, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. cut the function yeah. out, and then you wait. Mm-hmm. And then you create a way. Uh, weight of the paper versus under, that. Under, the, yeah. under the under the function that's called engineering yes and this is one of those things when i was completely flabbergasted because it, it works mm-hmm. yeah it kind of makes sense it does and it is much 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 easier than trying to do uh hard math when it comes to something that's completely irregular mm-hmm. and it probably provides a better result mm-hmm. so this is one of those things when you think we Why got, didn't I think of that? Yes, we got taught that this is the way to do it. So do the math. They got taught you don't understand the math. So let's use the weights. Exactly why I so often say that uh, when we were still in our first college, and that's what I was mentioning earlier, uh, that's the way in which I was taught. We were, we were taught to learn. The, the, the greatest value that we got out of our first college was we got to understand that there is a book, there is, there is a topic, there is a book, there is a lab book, and knock yourself out, which I'm absolutely with you, is not the optimum way to teach anything back then or today. I'm completely with you on that. But there's another value out of that, which only comes to you after a lot of time passes and you get older and a little bit wiser, not all that much. But you start appreciating that algorithm because it leads you to the most fundamental thing that is required for you to be able to learn anything, which is understanding that you don't know crap about something, feeling comfortable knowing that you don't know crap about it, and then saying, okay, now I can learn. That is the process of learning. But if you cannot have a feeling of, I'm comfortable about not knowing, I don't know, yalla or whatever, whatever the topic is. If you cannot get comfortable with that, if that's uncomfortable to you, you're already lost. That's my That's my approach to the topic. Uh, uh, generally speaking, you ask me a direct question about my algorithm. I, I'm consistently incapable of using extrinsic values in motivation. So the salary, the somebody's going to yell at me, I'm going to feel stupid if I don't know something, that, that doesn't apply to me at all. I'm all about the, uh, the idea of that flow theory that I mentioned and combination with intrinsic, uh, with time, with algorithm, with practice. That becomes uh, an algorithm on its own which you don't need to practice anymore. It just becomes normal. You just continue reading and reading and reading. That's why I said a couple of episodes ago that knowledge is one of those rare things which is an excellent thing to have as means to an end on its own. It's knowledge being the only goal that you have. That's excellent. No negative side to that. And I'm very motivated in that direction. So let's Which talk- doesn't have to be normal, of course. So now let's talk about how do I think and how do I motivate some of the students to do something? Okay. Because, because you do it the same way. Yes. Uh, you don't know what I'm talking about right now. Don't, don't say yes. Yes. Don't, don't be a yes person. Uh, no. So, <laughs> so uh, what I want to talk about is how to make a thing positive. Okay. Because one of the things that you need to learn, if you want to make other people learn, is that you need to make them think positive about the topic, whatever the topic is. Mm-hmm. The topic could be uh, configuring Linux, configuring Windows, configuring networking, configuring whatever, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, chemistry, whatever. So what you and me also uh, always do is you try to do incorporate in, in uh, lectures some ways of maybe, maybe making people feel um, at ease and then making uh, them having some sort of a positive or a negative thought that is going to turn into a positive thought. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, self, we are both smooth manipulators. Self-deprecating humor yeah. is one of those things. Of course, always a great deal, a breaker of any kind of vice. Being sarcastic towards people. Works and then, in um, IT always. Then, um, then apologizing to them and doing a lot of things that makes them think that, okay, this person knows what, he talk, what he's talking about. This thing can be interesting because he's right now not talking about it at all. So suddenly they are trying to be curious about what is lying behind the behind the idea. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that people usually forget to do. Actually, uh, I would I would combine this with another thing that was super annoying when we were back in college that people didn't do. And I'm sure you were probably going to mention this, but before I forget, telling people uh, when you get to the lecture, when you talk with people, when you're trying to teach them something, or uh, of course, the reversal should be exactly the same. At the beginning of any kind of lecture, any kind of lecture should spend 30 seconds, a minute or two, telling uh, telling the students, the, the audience, why is this important to them? This, That's the, in, the part of the motivation that you're talking about. Yes, we this, never got that. We never got that. That is the first thing. So and we, we learned never... that we need to do it. Yes, and the other thing was that we never got acknowledgement that we even existed. And this is one of the biggest problems that we had with ex-cathedra yes. uh, professors. I have no problem with that now. And uh, just but like it, you, uh, I had a lot of problems with it. No, no, but uh, I have a big problem with it now. And what it, but the, what I learned is that uh, I then try to completely disrupt this way of communication. Mm-hmm. So when I get an ex-cathedra doc, I'm going to give it a... He loved drawing his toys out of the prom. Yes. So uh, what I usually do is I give the lecture 15 minutes or so to uh, try to establish some sort of communication with the public. And when then we, if he doesn't do that, I'm just going to interject. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to ask questions. And I'm going to make him uh, talk to me. Them. And no, talk to me. Make and them then, talk. Okay, them. make them talk to me. <laughs> the professor whatever the professor is. And then I'm going to make other people feel comfortable asking questions. So I need to break not his will to communicate, but the people who are around me to make them motivated to talk to him so that he doesn't uh, seem like a professor Mm -hmm. so that I can just uh, get the communication up and running. And this is one of those things that people uh, in the older universities hate extremely with with uh, Gasto. Yes, but I, I uh, now, 20 years after I finished uh, my uh, first part of college education, I understand why. I know, because it can turn into a, a very complex uh, communication problem because suddenly you don't have control over the classroom. And the numbers are stacked 100 and more times against you. Yes, but I don't want to have a professor who is unable to do it. Do it. Yeah. Well, this is this is one. If of those you things. want to spend some time on our previous college where I'm doing the PhD now, I would very much welcome you there. And uh, if you manage to have a group of hundred students at ease with your approach, you are a very good. Uh, but very this, good teacher. this is the thing. I, that's I, an art. That's not teaching. That's art. Yes, but this is the, this is the difference between a good professor and a great professor. Because okay. a good professor can provide you with enough information about the thing that you're trying to learn. A great professor can motivate you to understand this information. I always tell my students, and you were a witness to this many, many times over the years, I always tell them that it's my job to get them to the door. Yes. And it's their job to open the door. Everything else in between is, is, is explained by the metaphor. But I'm, go- I'm going to be even more uh, blunt with them and say my job is to get you to the door and open the door. I'm not going to kick you in. Mm-hmm. So you need to decide to jump. And this is... Uh, I have to kick him in sometimes. Yes, but we also have to kick you in. So this, yes. is, this, is, this is one of those things that... that it's we, a give and take. It's a give and take. And this is one of those things why uh, I uh, keep up with you and... Uh, yeah. Uh, and to do the <laughs> things we do. Because yeah. I realized... Uh, for example, let's let's be let's uh, let's uh, start to get I wouldn't I would say personal, but let's talk about a thing, our professional uh, 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 about the, our professional life. Mm-hmm. We did a book. Mm-hmm. We did the lectures. Yes. We did the certifications. Yes. We are now doing the podcast. Yes. What next? A movie? Fine. No. Um, series? 
No, only radio show would do for me. I used to dream about being a radio host when I was way, way younger. And that comes with the era that we were brought up yes, in. Yes, but you and have a problem some there. of the TV shows that that I used to watch. And I know you know this because I told you this. Yes, but you also know that uh, I put up a, a few radio stations, so I don't have a problem with this. But, but yes, not going to happen, is a by big, the way. There is, no, there is a big problem with this. Yeah. And the big problem is that there is no way to do a radio show today. Yes. That is going to be interesting because people like lighter notes. Yes, I know. So they... We will be boring their their heads off. Yes. And this yeah, is one I'm, of those things. That's why I said it's not going to happen. I, I'm aware of that. I'm just reminiscing of, uh, let's say, a childhood dream while, that I had while I was watching uh, Midnight Caller. The... To name the show. If, I'm just going if to, you I'm, want, if you want to understand why, watch the show, and you'll definitely understand why. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit condescending about a person who was uh, working, maybe working still in the um, in Zagreb, here in Zagreb. Uh, he was a PR guy in the um, the tram uh, company. Okay. And uh, oh, I know you, who you're talking about. Yes, and his biggest, uh, his biggest uh, goal was to become the radio show, the radio show host, sorry. And what he actually did is one of those things that are still amazing to me. Okay. He created a radio station for the trams. Do you remember that for- That's spectacularly cool. For a, a couple of weeks, he created a radio show for the trams. Mm -hmm. This was played inside the trams. And you know what the biggest thing is? No. Your audience cannot get out. Mm -hmm. they, have stuck there. they have to listen to you. <laughs> so this is one way to one way to deal with the audience. Maybe not. So you just <laughs> that's, cram that's them, just funny. You just cram them into trams and then you Don't make them, them you make them listen Forced, to you. Yeah, that's gonna work, sure. And this is one of those things. But uh, what I wanted to say is the motivation that we are dealing with here is that we are motivated by let's try something. And sometimes it's uh, you know the you know the face when we're talking about with the um, with the person from the red hat we're not going to uh, say who were we we were talking with uh, when we said that we want to try installing OpenStack and OpenShift out of curiosity mm -hmm. and the face that said why would somebody out of curiosity install something like this and then the answer is because because it exists because. Because it's, it's the, as I was mentioning, George Mallory quote, because it's there. Yes. Can I, can I integrate something that shouldn't be integrated into something that, should, that, that shouldn't work? If we haven't used that approach when we were way younger, we wouldn't know one, one fiftieth of what we know now. Yes. And the other thing is that, uh, since today, uh, server hardware is uh, cheap. You just we can buy afford it. it. Yeah. Yes. And you just buy it because it's there and you want to see how it works. Yeah, sure. It's fun. And, they, and you know that, that, uh, that, I, that I, I gave a couple of old servers to students randomly yeah. uh, simply because I didn't want to Take throw them away. Take out the trash. That's what we did. Yes, I didn't want to throw them away, but uh, they were very happy with those because they got to see how a real server works mm -hmm. without investing any money in it. Just what, what we did last week with yes. our students because I created a fake project for our students in our server room to redo the whole cabling, to move stuff around a little bit so that we can level the power load in the racks and whatnot. The, the reasoning behind it was real, but the project was completely fake and just wanted them to, for the selected few, I wanted them to see what, what is it like to work in a server room with certain responsibilities, with certain tasks to do, uh, to learn a little bit about design, about the process of working with people who have different opinions and what to do is great. Excellent experience for me. I think it was uh, just as good for them. Yes, but the, the thing is that uh, the way... And my motivation there, obviously, is to... Because uh, we are talking about uh, third-year and fourth-year students. No, uh, that's the group. Yes, 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 okay? yes. I want them to see in real life how difficult of a task a, uh, a design process for a simple environment can be. Because it is. You just plug, thing, plug things in, and then uh, when they don't sure. work, you replug them, and then you end yes, up and you troubleshoot you till the end of time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But that's right. that's one of the that's one of the ways to do it. But there, uh, my my point there was actually they're never going to see this unless we do it, 
at yes. least prior to for them prior to them getting some kind of a job that involves that i don't want that okay but let's not go into uh the education process because this is uh, a thing that we can do a couple of episodes on we will and my biggest uh, gripe with all the things that i did when i was in college and when i was dealing with the old style college is that nobody told me to uh, that making mistakes is a good thing they just said you need to do this uh, correctly okay and then they didn't but you learned me. from that do you remember what you said in one of the, our first episodes yes. somebody you know you need to make mistakes and somebody needs to pay for it that's exactly how yes but this is works. what i learned le- uh, yeah, later but, but that's not a bad thing because yes. now you can say that and people can hear it and they can uh, correspond with uh, they can kind I had, of understand. I had, a, I had a chat with a, a guy from a certain company a couple of days ago who said that the company is going to implement AI. Okay. And I told him the same thing that I told when we were doing the AI episode back way then, that making mistakes is part of the process mm-hmm. and uh, having somebody as an apprentice mm-hmm. Uh, makes him understand what he needs to do, mm-hmm. enables him to make mistakes, and to make mistakes that are not going to be uh, expensive. Mm-hmm. And, if, if at all possible. And then they realize that the problem is that they are going to create a, a, a department inside the company that is going to more or less eliminate apprentices. Mm-hmm. And that nobody can correct for the mistakes and the mistakes are going to be extremely expensive mm-hmm. because suddenly uh, what everybody is right now is doing is that uh, they are saying that AI is going to generate uh, solutions for you and then you are going to check them and then say, okay, this solution works. Mm-hmm. This is like saying your car is going to have a full, fully autonomous driving, but you need to pay attention to it. And we haven't learned, uh, haven't t- taught you how to drive. So you don't know what the problem is. You mm-hmm. don't understand how the lights work, how to turn yeah. signals. The work causality so of things in life tends to be very important. Yes, and this is the this is the thing that we are right now dealing with. We are dealing with motivating people to be able to uh, work and still not being paid for it, because if they want to become a good DevOps guy, good Dev guy, good whatever, good good guy. Uh, they're going to be doing a lot more uh, trial and error learning without being involved in a real company mm-hmm. because real companies are going to be using uh, solutions that are going to be basically getting them out until they reach a certain level of uh, knowledge. So it is going to become more complicated to become good at something. Mm-hmm. And the motivation is going to become a big part of it mm-hmm. because you're going to be demotivated by AI because people are going to say, I'm going to, but the, the old adagio that says, Here you go, you I'm are going, drumming I'm, up my drum again. I'm going to replace it with a small shell script. Exa- exactly. Now what, I'm going to replace it with a small AI script. Exactly what I was saying earlier. People should, this is what sports tells you to do. As I was describing, sports teaches you to invest time into becoming good at something, learn to play by the book, because there is a book. And then if you're not good enough to congratulate somebody that's better than you and to aspire to be good as good as that person. But as a part of that four piece story, you get to force yourself to be better than yourself. And this is what people oftentimes miss as the the biggest motivator that can push you the the furthest. Okay, but you know the uh, role of the catcher in the gymnastics, in the gymnastics. Catcher. So the person, you, you you want to say that we had a catcher? Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that you fell on your head too many times, but uh, not you, once. Actually, uh, twice. Yeah. Okay. okay. I so, remember when. So uh, the role of the catcher in gymnastics, when do do you're doing something extremely dangerous, the role of the catcher is to understand what is going to happen and to stop you from doing the worst thing that you can do to yourself. So basically getting yourself killed. There is no catcher in gymnastics. So, sometimes there is. Okay. Sometimes. For, for, for a given things, uh, sometimes there is. My point right now is that in order to be a person who is going to help you with this, so being a trainer that is able to help you, requires that person to be 
an expert into in realizing what is going to happen. So of course. they need to understand the entire process. Mm -hmm. They need to understand how the physics is going to um, do uh, every through. single stage of the process, yes. where mistakes can be made, and how to correct them, and, right and how now, to save somebody well, from making them. Yes, and the AI right now is saying uh, we are going to uh, have a person who is going to uh, fix the problem if the problem arises. But he's going to be completely out of it, and he won't know anything about the process itself. Or catch you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you on that as well, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, that's not a good thing. So the motivation for me is going to become, for me, for the person who is right now going into education in the IT, mm -hmm. and then in uh, accounting, in uh, economy, in uh, whatever, whatever, is going to be how not only how to learn to be good at whatever they chose, but also how to overcome the demotivation of the AI. And this is okay. this is the thing that I want to finish with, is that I see that the problem that we're going to have is going to be how to explain to people how to motivate themselves and then how to motivate them, them to expend even more time and money before they can reach a certain goal. Can I tell you how we as professors are going to measure that? Mm. And this is going to be way, way more fluff than uh, rationality than, than you expect from me. Okay. You know how you can measure that? By the amount of times that an ex-student calls you or emails you with update about his or her life. Super simple metrics. But that's okay. No, yeah. no, that's not okay. That's way, be way beyond okay. That's that's the best feeling that you can get as a teacher because you you've seen it, you've had it with a couple of our students, and you know the value of it. So that's a, actually it can be a, it's a little bit emotional metrics, but it's mostly actually something that can be measured via numbers as well. Uh, this means that they're more or less uh, into the process right now, and they're in staying inside the process, and this is something that is normal. And the problem is no that in our country that's not in counter in counter this is not this is not normal but in other countries it's normal it's being called, called the mentor mm -hmm. and the mentor itself is the person who are you you are not only obliged to talk to for three years of your life but you're sometimes calling and saying okay uh, my ability is right now I'm doing this 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 and this mm -hmm. because it's also also creates networking and so on we have a really really sweet girl student from India who sends us emails from time to time. She used to. Uh, she spent a semester here, and uh, once or twice a year, she sends us some life updates and whatnot. We enjoy these things. I think both of us really, really feel very, very good when things like that happen. Okay, but I'm not uh, trying to make an appeal to the students that they have to. It's not that. It's just. Um, do you see the value of the work that you put into somebody in a different light? Okay, but also uh, the problem with specifically Croatia and the size of the community we have here mm -hmm. is that you are inevitably going to run into your students uh, probably a couple of times a year and you're going to be able to keep up with those uh, things that are happening in their lives just by talking to them. So they won't be obliged and they won't be having any ideas of trying to talk to you because they know that they're going to run into you. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things that we had when we were talking about the education. Somebody asked us, is it a problem if we are talking about, in this particular case, the Red Hat? And we said, okay, it's not, because there is only two of us right now here, and this is 50% of the people who are going to do the education in Croatia. Mm -hmm. And this is not because we are better than the rest. It's, it's just because, because of the numbers. Because of the numbers, because there are four, uh, four trainers for the Red Hat and the, uh, uh, the two of us are trainers. Yeah. So, the 50% of the trainees in Croatia are um, having a podcast on the internet. <laughs> that's, that's such a good statistic. I like that. Can I read you something that's going to probably make you want to smack me in the face? Mm. Because it, it is basically our way back to the original topic, while at the same time I'm admitting I'm drumming my own drum a little bit. Can I? Can you read me something that is not going to make me speak in your face? It probably... It won't happen. So yeah. let's let's enjoy the small reading of the... Uh, it's sure, it's sure I'm going to make it a little bit shorter. I'm going to remove some of the, okay. let's say, you, more you, offensive You are expressly forbidden from reading from two things. First, The Art of War. No, I'm not Sun Tzu reading now. And The Small Prince. No. 
Okay. Le Petit Prince is one of my favorite books, but no. Yes, yes, and no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually worse than that, much worse than that. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Okay. I'm not the first, I'm not sure who the first person was who said that. Doesn't matter. It, uh, it's the sentence that uh, best explains my tra tragic flow, which is my inability to change. I don't think I'm alone in this. The more I get to know other people, the more I realize it's kind of everyone's flaw. Staying exactly the same for as long as possible, standing perfectly still, because it feels same, safer somehow. And if you are suffering, at least the pain is familiar. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the, the, the kind of thing most people wouldn't even notice on they, unless they looked at us really close. That's when we notice the change, which uh, thank, thanks God they never do. But you notice it. Inside you, that change feels like a world of difference, and you hope that it is. This is the person you get to be forever, that you'll never have to change again, which, of course, is not true. Okay. It's actually from a teenage, uh, let's say, show, which was very popular 10, 15 years ago, which I happen to agree very much with. And when I said it's going to be drumming on my own drum, the, the, the first problem in getting people, uh, keep people getting themselves motivated towards doing something is overcoming every, whatever the topic is, overcoming the barrier that they put on themselves, which is, eh, is boring. Because there's very little things in life are boring. doesn't really matter what the topic is. Further to the point, today, uh, in the morning, I uh, we... My partner and I had coffee, and I, uh, I uh, accidentally bumped into a friend of mine from high school. We used to sit one desk across together, so we spent three years uh, in close proximity. She went into education as well, and uh, we have a lot of topics to basically exchange things to talk okay. about because we're in similar business. She does the primary, secondary school, primary school, I think, um, and you know things that we remembered and whatnot. Uh, but it was interesting hearing about her daughter uh, getting into gymnastics as well and asking me for an opinion because she remembers I used to train that and the motivation behind you fell, you fall down, you cry like hell because it hurts like hell when you hit yourself in, gym in some, on some of the different elements depending on what you're doing. And you have to pick yourself up and then repeat, you know, while one constantly without stopping at certain point you either say this is for me or you say this is not for me but whatever happens every single time when you make the decision that you're going to try again that is a part of the change that you make for yourself for the future and that's a good change this is one of those things and the other thing is uh sometimes when you get older you understand that you need to commit to uh, making a mistake that is going to hurt many times over if it needs no to no no, no. It, it doesn't matter once you commit to a, a one mistake that's going to hurt you're going to make, commit yourself to another mistake that's going to hurt and you're because learning yeah it. and you're learning from this and this is one of those things that, that uh stopped me when i was much 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 younger mm -hmm. because i didn't want to get hurt i'm talking about right now about things like uh playing playing um that's airsoft excellent point but uh, the the younger generation today morphed that into i don't want to lose i want, don't want to be bad at something which is completely wrong yes because if you want to commit to the process of learning something for example airsoft mm -hmm. if you want to play airsoft you are going to get hurt yes you're going to fall, you're going to get hit, you're going to get hurt. and You're going it. to have to wash yourself, you're going to have yes. a lot of uh, these Not, not painful, airsoft. No, airsoft, know, airsoft is even worse. Yeah, I know. And the thing is that uh, when you commit to it, it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's fun as hell. Yes, but you get hurt. Yes. And that's, that's part of the fun. It is. And for some people, uh, getting committed to something like this is the most complicated thing that they can do. Yes, the, the while at the same is, time rolling, learning to roll with the punches is one of the most rewarding things in life. Because, for, for example, there is also a problem in committing uh, for paragliding or um, parachute jumping and so on. I don't think I'm a person who would parachute uh, with no reason. Mm -hmm. Because I don't see myself as doing this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't see myself as somebody who is going to uh i don't know 
um, do the paragliding thing or that because I think that getting her there is not fun. It's just not the result is not fun. Correct. I can I learn how to paraglide, but why? I just don't have this uh, idea and want to be in the air alone. Mm-hmm. And so why getting myself hurt to learn something that is not going to be of any use to me? Because I'm not the person who's going to go somewhere and just go into flight. You perfectly summed up a very uh, unpleasant conversation that I had with one of our female students two and a half years ago at the height of the Corona age, because she told me that she has to try everything in order to know what to do. Yes. You just described exactly the opposite process, which is what I told her that she should employ. Ask other people, get books, read about it, think for yourself, analyze rationally whether or not something is for you, because you will know, at least for some of the things that pop up into your mind, whether or not you want to do them or not. In randomness of thought of doing things is not any kind of pursuit of success. But it's not just the randomness and thought of doing things. Uh, do I want to achieve the final goal? Mm-hmm. And what is the goal? But, okay, but do I want to achieve the final goal? For example, if I want to learn how to uh, fix cars, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to hit myself on, on the hands. I'm going to uh, do break a few uh, fingers. Break a few th- fingers, probably uh, have some injuries, whatever, yeah. random injuries. I can get those injuries also by learning how to weld, how to by learning how to uh, be a ballerina, uh, do something with wood, or do whatever manual work I'm doing. Correct. Uh, am I interested in welding because I want to uh, do something, or am I interested in the process of learning welding? Mm-hmm. If I'm interested in the process, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. If I'm interested in the result, yes. But why would I hurt myself and then give up? Give up. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any sense yes. to me as well, because I, I don't have it in my algorithm. I just keep on, you know, heading as the wall until I get it right. Now, the last two things that I want to say, the person who said the change is the only thing that is uh, constant was the Heraclitus. Mm-hmm. So and, we... and, yeah, and the, uh, some of the later writers repeated that more than a few times. And I Let's want not to... talk about Werther. And I want you to that. put uh, one blog entry from CGP Grey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, a guy from YouTube uh, that is called I have died many times mm-hmm. uh, that is a little bit dark uh, outlook on what we are trying to say, say now because okay. what he said that uh, the thing is that when you go to sleep and then when we wake up you are a different person the next day okay so basically every day you die and then you resurrect and rebuild yourself, yourself again. and then you rebuild yourself because you uh, forget some things you uh rationalize some things and you become a different person if you think about things yes yes so uh the person that was here 10 years ago is not you correct and this is the the point that he was trying to make he was trying to make that i uh, like the phoenix nature of that very much um he's more like uh he's uh comparing to ship of theseus so the ship that gets uh, its part uh, replaced so when the ship is is the same ship that uh, came from the from the uh, shipyard, but the idea is that um, every day you rebuild yourself. Yes, yeah, I agree. And the idea is to motivate yourself to do something every day, even though you can rebuild yourself from scratch. Basically, that's perfectly reasonable. That's what you do whole whole life long, and you should accept that. The biggest uh, the biggest sentence that I wanted to hear for the end of this episode. Thank you for being with us. Uh, I'm Yasmin. This is Vedran. This has been Dead IT Show. And we went to, into pseudo-psychology of trying to motivate yourself. And I think that we did some things that you are going to comment down below or left or right. Like, share, subscribe, wh- wh- wherever comment. the comments are right now on the version of YouTube that you're looking at. Yeah, anyway, like, share, subscribe, comment. Thank you. Press the bell. Thank Bye. You. Bye.